The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles. All fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the MCU Review. I am one of the MCU Review panelists, Elliot Serrano, joined as always by the host of Caffeinated Comics. And another host of this, because you're one, therefore there must be more. There must be more. John Clark. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? Uh, I'm telling you. What is it about the tech? What is it about the talent on this show? Y'all decide to show up right before the right before the countdown. I swear to God, it's like the producers at GM in the green room. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm guessing you're in a better mood than we were on Caffeinated Comics last night when we both saw Black Adam. Yes, we both saw Black Adam, but this is not. This, this is, is going to be a, a podcast, and thank the Lord for that. Yeah, there will be no Black Adam discussion tonight. Damn it. Uh, good evening, Susan. Thank you for joining us as always. And thank you for everyone who's watching us on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, this is the last and the last, last live stream, MCU review live stream of 2022. Uh, we still have a couple, we have an episode of the MCU review that has yet to go up on the podcast network. I do believe uh, Black Panther. No, uh, just did Black Panther. Black Panther just went up. Oh, it just went up. Okay, so we are caught up. And uh, if you're listening to this now, we are all caught up. Uh, if you're listening to this on the Cabinet Comics feed, uh, but you're right, we are on the verge of Infinity War, which is an interesting place to stop the year. Yeah, and um, well, today we're going to jump ahead just a bit. Uh, because we've already done both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, so we're going to um, we're going to jump into what we're calling Guardians of the Galaxy 2.5, which is the holiday special. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, good evening, Lehman. Also, thank you for joining us. A little a little side note. Um, I want to mention this because I was very much touched by this. Uh, apparently, Lehman made a donation over the holidays in my honor to the Anti-Cruelty Society. I was told uh-huh. that he, donated, he made a donation in my honor. That's so, nice because they pay you. Event, <laughs> eventually, at some point, yeah. So it's like you're finally giving back. <laughs> kind of, yes. So, Lehman, thank you so much for, for your generosity. I was not told how much it was, just that it was impressive. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, also joining us tonight is uh and debuting a new uh drink a cocktail custom cocktail for the mcu review it's our resident mixologist tom jetner how you doing tom doing all right i'm uh a little uh my stomach's been bothering me a little bit so this is one without booze but it should still be good ah well that you know i'm gonna say you always make really uh good looking uh if not Good looking, uh, good tasting, good looking cocktails. <laughs> so um, uh, definitely, and uh, let's um, 
Why don't we talk about it real quick since you just joined us here. And for sure. those, if you're watching on the live stream, you get to see uh, these cocktails in, in question. If you're listening on the lives, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you want to go to review cocktails uh, on Instagram. So that's R E V U cocktails um, on the Instagram app. And I am going to, I have to, well, so everyone can see it. I got to share the screen here, but uh, Tom, why don't you tell us a little bit about today's themed drink? So this is uh, Santa's powerful flamethrower, um, <laughs> and uh, it's basically a, it's it's a spike. It's fairly simple, but it's a spiked hot chocolate, and uh, it's basic. It's hot chocolate with either tequila or mezcal added. And but uh, what's making it a little bit unique is I'm using the um, uh, drinking chocolate from Dark Matter Coffee. Uh, here in Chicago, which is a uh, terrific um, local independent coffee chain. Tom, which blend is that? Because they have a few really good ones. This is the Sleepwalk uh, Drinking Chocolate. Yeah, I've dr I've had the Unicorn Blood many, many times in my espresso machine. Oh, yeah. I, I switched have, to yeah. a Love Supreme, which I think I like even better. I like that one. Uh, uh, the Love Supreme, that's the Dark Roast, I believe, right? Yeah, it's not quite as robust as um, Unicorn Blood, though. No, yeah, but that's good. That's that's frequent. Uh, a frequent. Uh, I use that in my mocha pot a lot. But uh, this is this is their uh, Mexican style drinking chocolate, and they have it, it comes in the regular and the the uh, spicy variety with uh, cayenne pepper, and that's actually the one that uh, I gave uh, the MCU review crew a choice of regular or spicy, and Elliot was the only one uh, brave enough to stand up for the spicy. Um, I believe but, I said either one. So I mean, oh, okay. Well, okay. I, I, I uh, backed a winner no matter what happened. Okay. The good news is that is that uh, each packet has if you if you and Elliot want to share, each packet has two discs, each of which makes about six ounces of hot chocolate each. And it's uh, nice. It's warming. It's not as quite as sweet as a as a traditional hot chocolate, but it's very good. And I've topped it with a little bit of lightly shaken. Uh, heavy cream. You can see this uh, kind of Guinness-like head at the top of my mug here. Uh, the mug is from Kofax uh, Coffee, Donuts, and Burritos in Los Angeles, um, where my brother lives. But uh, it's very nice. It's warming, and uh, it tastes really nice with uh, tequila in it. Uh, when I tested it, as you can see in the picture, that was a very, very warming, satisfying drink to uh, for the holidays and a spicy one too, hence the Santa's powerful flamethrower, which is also a lyric from the old 97 song in the holiday special that we'll be talking about. Santa doesn't have a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you go visit the uh, Instagram uh, account, MCU, I'm sorry, REVU cocktails, uh, you will find all the different uh, themed cocktails that our own Thomas Chetner has created for every, well, most every movie. Now, well, okay, not every movie. You didn't do an Iron Man one. Well, I gotta I mean, go. Yeah, I gotta go back and do the the. I got all of them from Dark World on, so that means I gotta go back and. I just. Like, I guess we would, I gotta just go back and do ones for the other ones. Yeah, like an Iron Man. We need. We would need a Hulk one. 
Um, That's the same thing Marvel Legends did. They went back and made the original ones <laughs> after they had made all the new ones. But if, if you go there, Bridges Marvel Legends. <laughs> These are legendary cocktails. That's what we got. No, no, we don't want to get into trouble um, infringing on a trademark. But um, but so if you go back to again Instagram.com slash review R E V U review cocktails, uh, you'll see all the different types of um, cocktails that Tom has created. For many of the movies, uh, every once in a while you get a video there. Or uh, an additional thing that Tom might throw on when you're in the mood. I saw you put on a couple extra um, thingies for the holidays. Yes, a few extra kind of holiday thing. I just got a – my uh, brother gave me my – one of my brothers gave me my Christmas present early. So I have a lovely set of four Nick and Nora glasses that I use to make a nice uh, gin martini over the, over the weekend. And that was good. I just made – I made a giant batch of homemade orja, which is the almond syrup. That's the key ingredient in a Mai Tai. So I already gave, uh, I gave John a little, uh, not John, I gave Dave um, his own. And I've also got uh, sitting in my fridge, uh, if anyone, if anyone, I've got a ton of it in the freezer. So if anyone wants orja and feels like making Mai Tais, you can hit me up. Um but uh, and okay. I also and John also has John also has a the punch that uh, he's been oh, waiting yeah. on. I actually had to redo it uh, oh. because it had been sitting in the fridge too long. So, so the, that was the clarified milk punch. The clarified milk does it eventually congeal back? No, it it just it started to get a little cloudy, and and even though it's supposed to be good in perpetuity, I didn't want to risk it. Mm. Uh, so I just I just redid it, and Dave has the the fresh. Uh, the fresh version of it. So I have the another version. I have a backup version in my fridge that I'll probably be posting on the Instagram page at some point as well. Yeah, we just have to theme that. That could, you know, that we could, could theme that. that. Yeah, let's say that's Captain America First Avenger drink. Okay, we could do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it the Hydra Stomper. Oh, there you go. Easy, no problem. Okay, so right. we just we just cracked off another one. I'll I'll put up a. <laughs> I'll have to put up a, a version of that. Also, okay, I, and uh, I wanted to note if if uh, I have a link on the uh, Instagram page on the. For, for this week's drink, uh, I have tagged on their Dark Matter Coffee in Chicago. So you can order all their stuff online. You can go to darkmattercoffee.com if you want to order Sleepwalk with me, hot chocolate, or uh, John's aforementioned uh, Unicorn Blend or Love Supreme. Uh, they also do collaborations with local charities like My Block, My Hood, My City. Um, so always a good. Yeah, they're really fantastic. They work. I've had them. Uh, made them here with French presses. I made them with espresso machines. Uh, they work. They work really well. It's the kind where you know it's kind of like a microbrew out here. So there are just certain coffee shops that have it, and they'll have a dark matter sign. And no matter where I am in the city, I pull over. <laughs> if, if I don't want coffee, I get beans. All right, <laughs> 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 talking about food and coffee. Right now. <laughs> And FYI, folks, we do not get any sort of compensation from Dark Matter Coffee for this. We're just we're just fans. This is just an expression of love. Yes, yes. Uh, Speaking of expressions of love, let me uh, give an expression of love to uh, my uh, personal manager, P.L. Myers, the shot to the top, who's uh, watching us on the Facebook Live. uh, P.L. Myers of the Chicago Connection, the most dominant wrestling faction in modern history uh they talk about the four horsemen uh the chicago connection could take them 
Uh, thanks, PL, for coming on and listening and chiming in. And, um, and um, yeah, uh, at some point, I got to get my Chicago Connection shirt. Uh, maybe Santa will uh, bring it to me this uh, coming weekend. All right. So let us jump in real quick uh, before we get too much into the other stuff with our MCU two-minute review. Uh, this is when, if you've never watched the show before, when um, every member of our panel gives a quick two-minute summation of how they felt about that uh, the each particular episode's uh, focus film. Of course, today we are talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, Tom, we'll lead with you. What was your, what is your two-minute review? Uh, enjoyable. You know, it's, it's just kind of nice to see the characters uh, and hang out with them a little bit. It's nice to see Mantis get an expanded, uh, an expanded role in this, especially given uh, some of the other actors are departing. I don't know what her status, what Palm Clementine's status is going forward with the MCU. Uh, but it's nice to get that particular character get a little more fleshed out. It's always nice to see space aliens interacting with normal human beings. And it's especially nice, as I was watching it last night, uh, watching them drink in a bar and try to understand uh, human social interactions. Um a great little cameo and you can call it more than a cameo he's the, he's the MacGuffin of the story is kevin bacon uh also a great it's always fun with the actors making fun of the acting profession trope of just like we're liars and pretenders and, and you know and, and they put all this in kevin bacon who's a you know he's a, he's a movie star he's he's wonderful terrific actor so it's funny hearing him kind of try to justify his own existence to superpowered space aliens it's also we get to see a, a little more in terms of the reach of drax's power uh up to this point we never knew exactly how powerful he was but here he's leaping over leaping over gates and taking bullets like he's like he's being tickled with a feather so uh i thought the jokes were really were good as always i don't know if it quite gets any better than the old 97's performance at the beginning of the the movie of, of just that Christmas as explained fourth hand to a group of space aliens. It's, it's like the, an AI drawing Christmas Carol. Uh, it's like really weird. It's like weird and off where you can kind of see the, the, where you would have gotten it from, but uh, all in all, it's, it's great to see the whole gang again. John. Uh, I really like how simple this is. You know, uh, we didn't talk about it at Halloween, but this is our second Marvel special. We got Werewolf by Night uh, at Halloween, which was really good, but it was another attempt at Marvel to be like, hey, here's a character we haven't done before. Here's a look at the Marvel Universe we haven't done before. Here's cameos from another character that we've never used before. Uh, and that was really good, but it didn't feel too different from things like Moon Knight. This was so relaxed and... um the story was that James Gunn had the idea while shooting Guardians 3, talked to Kevin Feige about it, and he was like, yeah, go ahead. So you can see that they used uh, the same sets. This is the biggest set you'd ever see in a holiday special because it's made for a blockbuster movie. Like, you can look around, you're like, there's people on the catwalk back there. There's like seven buildings. Um, 
one of the things that I watched it again today, and one of the things that struck me is how simple the story is. You know, you have so many characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's just they're just telling the Kevin Bacon story. There's not seven subplots. You know, like Nebula and Rocket get a few jokes. Scrooge gets a few jokes. Uh, there's also lots and lots of hints to where Guardians 3 will go and almost no explanation. Like we're given, uh, I don't even know if it's a spoiler for the film, but we're given like a major revelation about Mantis and Peter Quill, which might not factor into the movie at all. It could be something where James Gunn's like, I don't really have time in this for the movie, but it's something I want to do. There's no, it's not a big trailer, which is refreshing. And uh, it doesn't go out of way, way to explain itself why Groot looks different, you know, why they have different costumes. Uh, they do look a little more comfortable. <laughs> I feel like the last couple of movies, Chris Pratt has been kind of sliding back to Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. And uh, Dave Bautista wears a shirt the entire time. I think, uh, you know, there was a time when this was off the table. And certainly with James Gunn, this is his finale. He's already left and gone to D.C., which, as we talked about yesterday, can only help. <laughs> um, but this just felt really easygoing. And it was nice to not have something that was so loaded with Easter eggs and teases and Phase 5 mentions. Like, you could just lean back and enjoy this for 40 minutes. So, again, if you have not been listening to the Caffeinated Comics podcast... Uh, John and I uh, did talk about it. Uh, li it. It literally went up. We talked about it yesterday. It went on the Caf uh, the Radio Misfits podcast network today. I have it posted on my Facebook page. You can also find it on the Caffeinated Comics page uh, when we where we, we talk about Black Adam and James Gunn and all those things. So uh, please feel free to check those uh, those other outlets out. As for my uh, review of the MCU of the Guardians of the Galaxy special, I don't have a whole lot new to add than what you guys said, except to say that I watched it again uh, maybe an hour before I came on. You know, we came on air. I wanted to have it fresh in my head for once. And again, if you haven't watched it, it's only 45 minutes long. It's, as John said, a quick, breezy, relaxed, very direct story. You know, it goes from point A to point B to point C. Um, I call it a nice confection, you know, to, to, to enjoy for the holiday. Uh, I will admit, though, the first time I watched it, Mantis kind of annoyed me. The way that her character was being played the first time through, uh, because we, this is really the most we get of Mantis in any of the movies. So having her step out front and center, but also have to play it for comedy. I was a little taken aback by some of the, the screwy screwball comedy that it was. And then I, then the second time around I'm watching, I'm going, okay, yeah, she's really drunk right now. And so it's like, what, how does an alien behave when they're wasted drunk? Oh, of course that's the way it worked. And um, I didn't find her, um, her voice so abrasive <laughs> her angry voice <laughs> uh so it was a little it was funnier and but uh there are the seeds as you say john the revelations about uh mantis and her relationship to peter um 
it were from the in the beginning when the when the idea is first introduced to the very end when uh, the revelation is made i found it very touching hell i was getting emotional watching it again i'm like and i knew it was going to happen I'm like oh man or maybe it's just because this time of year for the holidays i get real sappy so <laughs> sappy or seasonally depressed uh, <laughs> there's a difference Six of one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the type of weeping. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> weeping around Christmas. Yes, there we go. You know, um, that old standard carol weeping around the Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lehman, for chiming in. It's cool that Kevin Bacon is now an actual character in the Marvel Universe that allows the potential for future cameos along the way. Yes. I kept waiting for my Mark Hamill cameo. Apparently, Mark Hamill. Is- well, there's somebody that looks like Mark Hamill, and there was a rumor uh, going around that that was, and Mark yeah. Hamill played it very coy. Yeah. But it actually, it actually wasn't. It was a, it was a little person that yes. happened to have the same beard as Mark Hamill. Yeah, and you can see it in a long shot. But I like yeah. the the idea of actor cameos as themselves. Yeah. Like I, I was, I've kind of for, for whatever reason I've had it in my head. Yeah that Keanu Reeves should be a character in the MCU, not as any Marvel character, but as himself. There have been rumors about Keanu Reeves playing something for the longest time. But just have him be himself, but have all the villains be weirdly and mysteriously afraid of him. Like they just (laughs) assume that he's actually John Wick or something like that, or Neo, but he's just himself. Well, I, I love that not, not only is this Kevin Bacon, but it's the MCU Kevin Bacon. So, yeah, he's scared by aliens, but his mind isn't blown because he lived through the snap with Thanos. Like, he, you know, he saw the Chitauri come to New York. You know, he's seen the Steve Rogers musical. You know, uh, uh, you know maybe Kira Sedgwick was gone for five years. She, she has a voice cameo in this, but she's not in it. So the, I love the way he played it, like, He's feeling personally attacked and he's feeling creeped out that he's abducted, but it's none of those like, Oh my God, aliens are real. And what does this mean? Like he's absorbed that already. Cause even when he's had um, for those, again, if you haven't watched it, some mild spoilers along the way, but there's that one point when Mantis does her little trick on him to kind of like say, you know, you're okay with it. You're coming with us and you're going to be yourself. And through that, he goes, you know, it's, uh, even in all that, he still goes, hey, you know, with all this, I, I'm pretty cool with it. You know, this seems pretty cool, which to me is I would be, even if I were being abducted by aliens, getting to sit like in the cockpit of the ship and see the glorious expanse that is the galaxy or the universe, I'd be like, okay, this isn't cool how this is happening, but at the same time, eh, you know. It, it, this is cool. <laughs> How often do you get to go out in outer space with aliens? Yeah, the scene of him in, in the um, the ship this time made me appreciate what a good actor Sean Gunn is becoming because he plays really well with Kevin Bacon and he just little subtle things, you know, because it's it's um, it's his character. Uh, Kranich is it? Is, Kraglin. I always forget how to say How does he say it, Tom? Kraglin. Craglin, thank you. Uh, he's the one that kind of puts it together because they're disgusted about the fact that he's an actor. It's kind of like that Bugs Life turn, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, they're warrior bugs. 
Um, it's Galaxy Quest for, for that two minutes. And oh, then, yeah. but then as, as he's discussing like how much he how much Peter uh, cares about him and grew up with him, that like uh, Craglin just looks at Kenbick and kind of smiles just a little. And I'm like, that's way more subtle than he's ever done. And I like, and I like the fact that he's front and center. You know, the first film, he was really the motion capture for Rocket. You know, and he was kind of the, he's kind of the Ted Raimi to, uh, to Sean Gunn. It's like, I, I'm going to pull my brother in everything and beat beat the hell out of him. But so I like that he's come a long way. And um, even with his cameo in Love and Thunder, which we'll get to, uh, there's a lot to explore with this character. So it kind of makes me more excited for him in Guardians 3. I, I feel like he's definitely progressed. And he drops the whole thing that he now has the um, the the whistling arrow that yeah. he can control. Well, he's got the full one yeah. fin. And it's it's embedded in his head. Yeah. But we see that in Love and Thunder, but we get a lot of close-ups where you see the skin has grown around yeah. him, which I don't enjoy. I just – I was like, oh, oh, I thought, wait, why does he have that on his head now? Oh, it's because you need that to control the arrow. And I, I was like, oh, okay. And I like that they just dropped that little bit in there. Yeah, and that was a big part of the second one, was that Yondu had the prototype in that he was not yeah. baby group to find. Yeah. So they established that that controls it better. That It's like the iPhone 14 of whistling arrows. <laughs> iPhone 14. <laughs> and then, um, of course, yeah, you, you bring up Groot, where there are times when it's you see it's somebody in a rubber suit and then for the close-ups, it's probably in a rubber suit, but they've also augmented it with some CGI because the face is way more expressive and does a lot more than you would expect someone in a rubber suit to do. Although, animatronics these days are getting way better than they've been. Um, but Vin Diesel is credited again, although I'm wondering if it was just his voice or if he actually got in the suit. It was probably just his voice, I'm thinking. <laughs> But this Groot has a different body type, and James Gunn said, yeah, he, he's like, I told you in the second one, Groot wasn't reborn. This is the son of Groot, so yeah. he's growing up a little differently. Yeah. But I kind of like that he's he's kind of built like the thing in this, and we're not going to get a thing for a while, so this is as good as we're going to have. Until this until Groot is gone, and then Thing will come in and you know take over the cute, rocky character spot, whatever. We go from wood to rocks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ash Williams, Joe Biden chimes in. Hey, fingers crossed for a Howard the Duck and Squirrel, a Squirrel Girl Easter special. Yes, that is something that is hinted at twice. Twice. We need uh, a we need a Squirrel Girl somewhere. Yeah, and but also at the very end with the post credit scene. There, um, they hint at all oh, that there will be there. We need to have another special now, yeah. And, um, yes, and then, um, Kevin Bacon says, I'll see you guys again at Easter. Mm. But will that is that now, uh, kind of like a uh, moot because James Gunn has moved on from the MCU? This was all done before, uh, he got the uh, the you know, the co head job of uh, DC Entertainment, so. Yeah, but he he always considered this third one to be the end of his trilogy. So I think it was always intended to close out Guardians of the Galaxy. And in fact, when he was fired, you know, which is how he ended up doing the Suicide Squad, was that Disney fired him for old tweets he made when he was working at Troma 
and being edgy was kind of his brand. Um, Which was bullshit, by the way, because at that time, it was because he was one of the loudest voices mm -hmm. talking about a certain president who he had in office. And a lot of right wing pundits uh, weren't very happy with it. And they were the ones pulling up those old tweets, pretty much taking a liberal cancel culture and turning it on him. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But he had he already finished the script. And I remember Dave Bautista at the time saying, like, OK, if we get another director, we need to do the script. So that they feel felt so powerfully about the story that even when James Gunn wasn't going to get back and they resolved it, that he did come back for this. So I feel like he's been all the three films are building to this. And we can you know, we can surmise whether the characters will survive. We know we're getting a secret wars with everybody. You know, so we may see these actors as these characters again, but I feel like whatever, however he's built these two films, this is going to be the culmination of that. Uh, yeah. if, and if you've already seen the trailer, um, I mean, they've pretty much, they've wrapped up uh, the Gamora story, kind of, you know, resolving that with Endgame. Um, the uh, same you would say with Nebula. We've got a bit with Mantis here that they'll probably explore a bit. And the, but the one, the last character you really have to dig in to with is Rocket. And, and you can tell that with the trailer, that's uh, he's probably going to bring it to an end. I swear to God, I swear to God, if Rocket dies, I riot. <laughs> <laughs> I have a <laughs> terrible feeling that that's happening, but but uh, I, I I don't know. If we were talking about the trailer, we 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 were kind of chatting about the the. Guardians 3 trailer and the, the we now have moved on to the 90s in terms of music yeah I'm really happy about it because my band is playing Space Hog Live <laughs> well, I, 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 I sent my guys I sent the guys in my band that trailer and I was like oh people are going to know this well I, since you bring up the music let me say um, okay so there was enough music in this special to warrant its own album and I'm wondering how many, how much in residuals is Kevin Bacon getting for that for that song being on the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special album? I mean, come on! He probably know. just added another wing onto his house. <laughs> the house that yeah. they used in the move in the special. That really not his house. Yeah, that's more security. That's more maybe the house you buy for movie shoots. <laughs> Well, there's also there's also a um, to kind of continue in that '90s theme of of Guardians Three. There's a Smashing Pumpkins song in here. Yeah. There's yeah, that. Is, it, is it Smashing Pumpkins or is it? I've never heard. Yeah, I was, we open with the Pogues. There's a lot of like more obscure Christmas songs. I believe over the credits they just play some Danny Elfman music from Nightmare Before Christmas because it's Disney. <laughs> but like he doesn't he doesn't go for any of the classics. I don't know the song that Kevin Bacon sings with the old '97. That's like, definitely I, a new song. That's got to be a new song. Yeah, but is it a Bacon Brothers song that you know that Kevin okay. Bacon brought? Did the old ninety sevens write it? But it seems like the beginning and an end are our new songs. And I I want to say that that song they play at the end um, is also used in the Ted Lasso Christmas special. The Pokes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I believe it is. That's become a that's become a staple over the last yeah. few years. But um, and but that I don't think that's a Smashing Pumpkin song. I think it's a Billy Corrigan song. Mm. Just... Yeah, those are the years. <laughs> I looked it up. It was from like '92. So, oh, was it? Okay. Oh, really? I think it's, no, that's, that's yeah. I think it's an old. It's a pretty old song. And that's still that's still the Pumpkins. Like Corgan doesn't go solo until like the 2000s. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a '90s. I remember we were we, yeah. 
we were talking about this. I'm trying to like get a pool going on which 90s songs are going to be in Guardians 3. Well, he's got genres because I, I think it's not so much that he's going because we go from mid 70s and, and the second one's a little more early 80s, but still 70s. So there is a jump. But then again, Peacemaker is all hair metal. Yeah. So I, he, I, I know when he pitched the original Guardians, he came in with the playlist. So he's gun is like he's like Martin Scorsese. He's very particular about what needle drops he's going to do. And this felt like that, this special. I realized that, okay, this is a lot of stuff that hasn't been played to death. Um, obviously, there are songs that he put in Guardians 1 that are now played to death. That, you know, come come and get your love. I'd never heard before. And after that movie, everybody used it. <laughs> uh, we'll make that a contest uh, for the MCU review. Uh, go to the M- uh, Well, I'm not going to do it right now. The contest will be uh, we'll have we'll hold it on the MCU review Facebook page. Uh, uh, name five songs that you say that you believe will appear on the Guardians three soundtrack, and the folks who came up with the come up with the most correct guesses uh, can win a prize. I hate so. to use another DC reference, but because it's in the trailer, it doesn't necessarily mean yeah it's in the movie. You remember the Smashing Pumpkin song was in the Watchmen trailer. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then you saw Watchmen and he played blo- times they are a changing. Yep, yep. So, yeah, just because you see it in the trailer doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be in the movie. I trust James Gunn more than I trust Zack Snyder, though, to, 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 to get the needle drops right on this one. Yeah, I trust him for the DC Universe more than Zack Snyder, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm through. I defended Zack Snyder yesterday on Caffeinated Comics. You're not going to see me do it again. <laughs> you didn't defend The Rock. <laughs> the Rock, who I actually like. I watched, I think, the first 30 minutes of that movie last night. And it's then, not going to get better. It's not going to get better, no. I think I, I did that, and then I flipped back onto the holidays. No, I watched the holiday special first. And then going from the holiday special to that, because the holiday special is, it's short, it's sweet, but it's, it's very well, you know, you have James Gunn and the Guardians cast who are all, very comfortable with these characters and it flows very easily and they're very very good at their jobs and then you go to that and it's like oh nobody's comfortable with that it's not supposed to look like guardians it's not supposed to be as comfortable as guardians of the galaxy that's we're lucky that we get that yeah yeah and you're right about the comfort tom because uh nebula is really comfortable in this and she her character is about being awkward and guarded you know, that it, it's nice to kind of, it's nice as an old Doctor Who fan, it's nice to see Karen Gillan have fun on camera again. <laughs> I always wonder, oh, she didn't have to shave her head, did she? I think she has to shave her head every time she plays she had, Nebula. Shave her for the first one. Yeah. First one, but not, and she hasn't done that since. No, really? Oh. Figure out how to get any other Doctor Who companions into into the MCU. Mm-hmm. We already have um, Jenna Coleman, Clara Oswald, who was in First Avenger. Well, we have Missy and Doom Patrol. That's right. Yes, we have. And and we had Matt Smith and Morbius. So maybe we. Uh, Let's. uh, Morbius is an urban legend. Morbius didn't didn't actually happen. That's an urban legend. It's Morbin time. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, anyway, um, let's see. uh, I'm looking at the commentary here. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> let's switch gears for a bit. Uh, we all agree that the um, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, for those who have Disney Plus, is definitely worth uh, the watch and even a rewatch, unlike Black Adam. I do have um, one question about the holiday special, which yes. we have brought up. The uh, the flashback that we get, which is a nice way of bringing Michael Rooker back. Uh, we have an animated uh, flashback of when Peter Quill tries to introduce Christmas as a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, there's obviously a lot of Gen X signposts here. The, the way the special begins is very CBS, 70s, 80s. It's like the way they would introduce a peanut special at mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. But the rotoscoping of it kind of threw me off because I was, I was like, well, this is clearly not the animation style of What If, which uh, so it's not aping that. And I, but I was trying to think, are there Christmas specials that were rotoscoped in that style? Because when I see that style of animation, I think Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings. I don't even think that. I I really think more Beavis and Butthead. You know, um, rotoscoping? Like, not even rotoscoping because it looked kind of like rotoscoping, but it was real too stiff yeah. for it to really seem Clearly. like like they were doing any, you know, real like they were act, having somebody act it out. And then, you know, yeah, the animation is choppy. So you're thinking the choppy animation, really choppy and quick. They had to do it quick, quick, quick. See, see, I didn't get that reference because have you seen the Paramount Plus mm-hmm. season of Beavis and Butthead? Well, see, that's different. That's it's nice and smooth. But that's also, you know, he was planning that. It's like, you know, at one point James Gunn said, "Oh, I want to do this, but now we got to do it animation style." Hmm. Oh, what about? Okay, we what we got to find an animation studio, get some guy who's going to do this on his computer like really fast. Like I that if anim- did rotoscope it. Could maybe like I, I think all three actors. Well, maybe not Chris Pratt, but certainly Sean Gunn. Is I it think young? It's a young. We're there. It's a it's a young act. It's it's a young. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a young person. I don't think you would have to necessarily even get Chris Pratt. You know, you know. Well, I think they got. I think they got like a thirteen-year-old actor. Yeah, but, but you could, uh, that with that rotoscoping, it becomes so subtle, becomes uncanny valley. And even though the animation choppy, just the body language is not something you would see, even in What If, which is kind of CG realistic, right? Without with without being uncanny valley. So, but what do you think the choice? So you think it's a matter of speed, Elliot? The reason that style shows up yeah they, they just had to get it done quick you know and something like that for what what was it all of five minutes total of animation you know you could have uh two guys doing a computer yeah. you know in a yeah. month so that's what i was getting that's what i got from it uh, but that again is me knowing how quickly they put this thing together you know so yeah it was all an afterthought while they were making the third film so that because because if they had planned it out, you know James Gunn would have done it, you know, stop motion, yeah. you know, style with the mm. little little Rankin figures. Bass. <laughs> little Rankin yeah. Bass, yeah. Yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed like, Ranger style. Yeah, kind of like the Always Sunny Christmas special. Right, right. Or, the again, Ted Lasso did the, yeah. their opening credits that way. Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas on Community. There yeah. you go. That's another one. Yeah. No, they went more with the G.I. Joe episode, <laughs> you know. The, the funky animation. Uh, but yeah, no, I just think they just needed to get it done quick. And you know that kind of animation you can do real quick. Real, real quick. Uh, pa, 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 pa. All right. Uh, now we're going on uh, the uh, second season of the MCU review on 2023. As uh, John said, we're going to be finishing out uh, with uh, Infinity War and Endgame. 
and then going into everything beyond that. And uh, that's going to be something. We're also going to be looking at different uh, ed- uh starting up some new segments for the show of course popular segments like the the review cocktails will stick around yes uh john's uh, feature of marvel legends toys will continue yeah there were no marvel legend toys for the holiday special i'm assuming all those looks will come next year when the third movie's out but i don't have anything on my desk no no uh guardians anything there was nothing no, well there. we showed them for one and two and yeah. their looks are pretty different so it wasn't worth like I wasn't going to show you Drax again. Right. This is true. Uh, So looking back at 2022, uh, let's say we go around the horn and talk about what were, what was our favorite episode or your favorite movie that we talked about this past season. Now, Dave is not here. Dave Pinto is getting, um, his car worked on, so he couldn't be on. Um, and I think it's because I also told him that he couldn't just come on and rave about the episodes where we got to talk about the White Sox. So, Tom, I'm going to tell you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So that was that. I guess that rules out Captain America: Civil War. Our, <laughs> no, uh, Cap- Captain America: Winter Soldier, where we had our 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 20 minute long White Sox segment with. With with Lawrence on that one, yes. Uh, okay, so 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 knocking that one out. <laughs> Unless it was your favorite, yeah. Um, I I would say. Man, it's, it's really hard. It's it, it's, it's, it's hard, but I'm but I'm probably gonna go with I'm probably gonna go with uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, because that's one where I had I had a little bit of the scenery change where I was behind a bar for that one. Um, and if you watch the video stream closely, you can see me sneaking myself a second drink over the course of that uh, episode. <laughs> and you can, my, I've watched, I've seen it and my condition does deteriorate a little bit over the course of the episode with my second Mai Tai. Um, but also I, I really enjoyed that drink. We had a lot of fun talking with, uh, with Connor about Ragnarok. It's, it's a terrific movie. I, um, I don't think there's been one that I haven't had a ton of fun on. You know, certainly our our Spider-Man Homecoming one was great. We had a ton of fun on that one. Um, I think that doesn't slide into my number one spot just because I think like I could have done a better job on the cocktail that particular episode. But um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I will say that is the one episode this past season where I watched it as an audience member. I couldn't make it that night. And, uh, you know, and, uh, I told, I told, I told you guys, you know, I'm waiting to see how long it takes you to get into White Sox talk. (laughs) (laughs) And wow, I was impressed at the amount of restraint you guys showed, at least on air. (laughs) I kept steering them away. (laughs) (laughs) Plus you do a pretty good Korg. Tom, you do. I told oh, you. oh, God! I thank you. I was uh, really worried. I was my New Zealand accent was terrible when I was doing that. Uh, well, you were obviously drunk at the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of you know Smith and Cross. There's a full ounce of Smith and Cross in that. That's 57 percent alcohol. So. Wow. Wow. It's so good. 
it's, it's God. God save me from Jamaican rums. Um, uh, yeah, but that's that's. I, I thought that was uh, honestly, it's, it's the one I still make it at home. That's the one one of the drinks from the show that I still make at home um, when I can get access to blood orange juice because I I really enjoy it. So, and again, that cocktail you can find also on the um, Instagram account review cocktails. What about you, what about you, John? What what what, what if any? What was your favorite episode of this season? This past well, I was season? gonna steal yours because I because I imagine you're gonna say Spider Man Homecoming. You had the most fun on that, and that was a lot of fun for me because it, that's a movie that's near and dear to my heart. As I said, you know, Spider Man's my favorite character. They shot it in my neighborhood. You know, my friend is the vice principal of that school, uh, and Dan Chichester came on, who is an old friend, who um. Elliot was very, very happy to meet, and he had a lot of great things to say, and I hadn't talked to him in a long time. So I really did love that episode, but just uh, but reaching back, uh, I also really liked the first Thor, which, Tom, I know you weren't a part of, but that's when we had uh, Mike Drucker on, who was the head writer of the late lamented Full Frontal with Samantha B, and another uh, r- really good old friend of mine um, who wanted to talk about a movie that was harder to talk about. That's why I chose that one. <laughs> and... Um, and also, like, gave us a real pros- a real look inside the writer's room. Like, mm-hmm. we had a lot of questions to ask him about how you write a topical show, and he was completely open, and um, he will have more Twitter followers than any of us when Twitter crashes and burns. <laughs> he will still have a bigger following than any of us. But um, – and then all uh, – now I'm just picking them because I'm not ranking them. But I also always like talking to Dr. Susanna Flores. So Dr. Strange was uh, – she had a lot of great insights, uh, and in Civil War, she did too. There was she oh, yeah, that was a good trauma one. Trauma and repressed um, processing. So that went places I didn't think it was going to go. Now I picked yeah. all of them. So Elliot, you can. Pick. Oh no, it's fine because I was saying, and Doctor Flores is actually she's been asking when she can come back. So she was a great guest. She had fun too. No, she could have back tonight. No, she could have. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have been dropping it on her at the last second. Um. Okay, my, my favorite, I will say, and it, it was a fun one because we had to riff the whole time and our guest did not see the movie or saw the wrong one. <laughs> that would be uh, Iron Man Iron, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2, Michelle yeah. Saleo. Yeah, Michelle Saleo, uh, another old friend of mine from college. Tom, you weren't on that one, but she accidentally watched Iron Man 1. So, oh dear! So a, lot of, a lot of that podcast was us explaining Iron Man, <laughs> <laughs> but she had a lot of great riffs on it. That's she did good. because I mean, Michelle is like you. I would consider her almost comic book royalty. You know, um, what her family's from. Yep. You know, yeah. Her father her- was an artist for Mad Magazine for a long, long time. She had her own reality show on Oprah's network for a little bit, so she knows what to do in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. And as I said, we've been we've been friends since the early, early to mid '90s. So she's always somebody I love talking to. I was I was um, just amused because we I went I tried making the the parallel about how Marvel movies are like the Super Bowl that you know not everyone who's a football fan necessarily watches the uh, not everyone who's a football fan. Uh, necessarily watches the, foot, uh, the Super Bowl, but you have a lot of non-football fans watching the Super Bowl because all the hype surrounding them. And I tried making the parallel that a lot of Marvel movies are like that because 
it's not that people are comic book fans or in general, but a, a particular Marvel movie comes around, they hear all the hype about it, they go to see it, hence why the Marvel movies do so well. The fact that I even tried to make a parallel between arts and comics with sports offended her to her core. <laughs> she said even during the Super Bowl, they go watch a musical. <laughs> She hates sports so much. <laughs> she also had a lot of great stories about how her dad never trusted Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> oh, but then I got to tell a story about Jim Steranko that she'd never heard. So so that was that was fun. And Michelle, we've got to have on again uh, because she was a great guest. There's so we had so many great guests. And um and um I wish we could. Of course, it's always difficult. People have schedule issues in the camp. Well, that's that's been the most fun about this podcast for me. And that's what I was hoping when we started this is that I would get to meet people that I haven't met before um, that had never done the podcast because I didn't know them like through you guys. And Tom's one of those people and and vice versa. You know, it was like it, it, it it's like having a really cool dinner party and you get to you get to introduce a guest to the dinner party every week. Which I guess is, that makes me the guest who'd never left. <laughs> well, you started mixing the drinks, yeah, right? It's like you you started making it at that point. We're like, okay, you know, it was a fun little transition how you went um, from shaken not heard over here to the to the MCU review because you know we were talking drinks with you over on shaken not heard, and then boom, uh, I was like, oh, look at this, what? Podcasts. I can't think of any other podcast that has their own mixologist that creates drinks for the show. I think we're it. I think we we might be it. And and I'm um well when we did that at that shaken not heard, that was like a two and a half hour show. Yes, it was. Yeah. it was a very long show. We were all very very intoxicated by the end of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were. This was back when. This was back when I was like, well, if we're going to stream on Twitch, Twitch wants you to go for at least two hours. So so I was like, oh, let's go. But boy, I think we, yeah, the one that was the most amusing, let's, uh, for those who've never seen Shaken Not Heard, you can go to facebook.com slash Shaken Not Heard. It's the only show that's all video. We don't have a podcast version of it. So you have to see it on the Facebook page. But um, yes, uh, Dave... Our co my co-host then, who is a part of the MCU review now, gets noticeably drunker as the show goes along. <laughs> and and for those who know Dave, he's kind of a he's kind of a straight laced dude. You know, he's not the kind of guy you expect to, you know, maybe imbibe a bit more. But he he was getting noticeably happier. <laughs> as he went along it's, so. it's it's wild because you had me come up with the i think probably some of it has to do with the fact that there's not that much to talk about when it comes to thor the dark world so <laughs> yeah. it's just like come up tom come up with a drink like all right no no problem we'll come up. then we'll have something else that will fill 10 minutes of airtime when we have to talk about this this movie that they made but the drink made it all go easier. <laughs> it made it go easier. That was a that was a good. That might be actually one of my favorite drinks, going all the way back because that is one of the weirder ones that we've come up with. Because I had never, I truth be told, I had never invented a drink out of whole cloth, really, until doing the show. And now I do it 
every other week or in the middle of the night when John decides he's gone to a really nice restaurant that he likes. <laughs> and he messages you. That was one text and then you stayed up all night. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe in, an, in a week or two. Well, like, or, or John will just tell me how you make one of these. And at like three in the morning, you're like, I've done it. <laughs> Literally, you know, like Erlenmeyer flasks and beakers. <laughs> he was he was like Doc Brown after he hit his head on the toilet. Yeah, so, he was like Gale in Breaking Bad making the coffee in the meth lab. So, 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> what? I've got to do what with milk? What? <laughs> that sounds kind of wrong milk. when you say it like that. <laughs> so that's the kind of fun you're going to have. Uh, hanging out with us here on the MCU review. Ah, oh, well, um, let's. Uh, uh, any more reflections, either on the holiday special or on 2022, or how about uh, things that we hope to see in 2023? I really hope this third movie coming up for Guardians is good. No, it's, well, we'll it's not. It's not. It's it's not guaranteed. But it's 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 been this trilogy. When we went through the movies here, the the first two movies have been so good, and their appearances in, in Infinity War and Endgame also have been terrific. So you really want this to not kind of Rise of Skywalker the landing on this one. Well, you you know that if Guardians three isn't like really good or great. You're going to be hearing the rumblings about people complaining about James Gunn, you know, being again the co-head of DC Films because they're like, oh, we gave they gave this guy, you know, the keys to the kingdom over there, and now he can't even finish his own stories, you know. And and, well, and there's also talk that fans aren't going down quietly. Well, half of them are bots, regardless. But I have faith in this because, as I said, uh, James Gunn fired did came back for this. This is his Marvel Swan song. Uh, he's only gotten better and better. I mean, we were we were talking about it on this podcast. Peacemaker's better than either of the Guardians films, so he he's just going up and up and up. I have more, I have more reservations about what he's going to do at DC. Like if he's going to make Peacemaker and another Suicide Squad and run the place, um, that's a bigger issue. But I I think Guardians is going to be really strong. And and in twenty twenty three, for what's been announced. I mean, there's things down the road I want to know about. I want to know more about the Fantastic Four film. I want to know more about whether we're getting a fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man. But I think for what we know is happening in 2023, I'm very interested to see how Disney Plus resurrects Daredevil. uh, Will it be a season four of Netflix, which they have, or will it be a soft reboot? I'm going to push back a little bit on Peacemaker being better than Guardians. Maybe Peacemaker, we like it. You and I might like it because it's more to our bit. But I think Guardians, for what it should be, meaning it has to be more accessible to all ages. Yeah, and it's apples to oranges because we're comparing yeah. an, an eight-episode streaming show to two blockbuster movies. Right, right. But I was I was most impressed by James Gunn's writing and directing on Peacemaker more than Guardians of that. You know. I will say I was surprised. I was surprised that with the Guardians movies, I'm always surprised that James Gunn has that heart to mm-hmm. it. That yes is also it comes out later in Peacemaker, um, and um, 
uh, again with Guardians Three. I think it's um, Dave said in in uh, one episode where he just hoped. No, no, it wasn't Dave. It was Steve. Steve Brown, your other host on Caffeinated Comics, says that he just doesn't want it to be stupid jokes. <laughs> That's what he's afraid of. That James Gunn can write with heart, but then it gets lost in all the dumb jokes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only thing more surprising about James Gunn's heart is James Gunn's amazing taste in women. Man, man. Was Dude. married to Pam from The Office. Yeah. Now you... married to Hardcourt on Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, boy. He's doing all right. Some guys, I tell you. They, they, he's got no brown in his hair left, and he's doing no, fine. Man, I don't can I, if I've got to lose all if if I got to go all gray for that, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> this is the part of the show when I come out as like incredibly shallow, you know, as I, as I tend to do. Is this the part where you compliment our things no. too much? I was yeah, <laughs> and I'm also going to I am going to stop with the references. <laughs> To everyone's, everyone else's wives, girlfriends, whatever. I'm going to stop with that because I was, I re-listened to the one with Dan Trichester, and I was like, oh yeah, I do sound really pathetic there. <laughs> so I'm going to quit that. It's not really. I thought it was funny. It didn't come across that way. That <laughs> joke was not landing. <laughs> yeah, that, that reminds me of something else about you, which I won't bring up again. <laughs> <laughs> again, but now. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to name it, but <laughs> let's just say it was Elliot making jokes about women in front of a crowd. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's not, that, that I, even if I were sitting in the audience that day, I would have been like, boo this man. <laughs> I was sitting in the audience and I was like, hey, come here. <laughs> boo this man. <laughs> That was bad. That was that. There, there are, you know, there are things that if I could go back and change them, no, uh, you, you uh, take risks in comedy. It's yeah. just not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> anyway, Tom is like a totally unaware of any of this stuff that goes. Like, this is really kind of inside baseball. Well, it's I'm, inside I'm baseball. Yeah, embarrassed Elliot. So I, I, I don't feel like I should humiliate him by going over. No, him. there's no need to do. There's no need to do that. And. <laughs> In fairness, I think when, we, when the, the Doctor Strange episode was going in, I was I was a little bit rubbing it in because I was in Italy a little bit. So, so I was I was kind of admittedly I was rubbing it in a little bit. With <laughs> yeah, all you Italy son photos. of a. Oh yeah, you had all the pictures. <laughs> if, if if you had those pictures of that landscape with me, Elliot would have been jealous. <laughs> I'd be like, what the what? <laughs> the two very happy people in those pictures. God, everyone is happy. Everyone <laughs> is so happy. <laughs> Some of us are re-watching the Matt Reeves Batman. <laughs> oh, you poor devils. <laughs> it's funny that you bring up Batman. I, I I was I was cracking up that they referenced Batman. They referenced Oh yeah, Batman. I, I meant to bring that up. So the DC comics exists in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Because he said. Kevin Bacon says, I'm Batman. I mean, I'm Bruce Wayne. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? I'm surprised yeah. Warner Brothers let them. Maybe, I know. maybe because James Gunn. Maybe that was the, they were like, all right, you're coming I mean, it's over one of these here. things where it's, 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 what's the, uh, the, the, 
the thing from the the mathematical equation from a beautiful mind where there's a limit to what where like cooperation for over competition in certain circumstances so just a little more recognition for i mean it just benefits dc to get that little extra bite at a time when some positive name recognition at an otherwise horrifying moment for them (laughs) that's their own fault I, I think that's not the first time, though. It seems like uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman gets referenced in Marvel movies or in the Marvel Universe more often. I, I think I, I have seen... I have seen... She-Hulk did a reference. She-Hulk, yeah. yes. Hmm. Um, but also in the comics, there was even the one... Uh, uh, this was a while back when Walt Simonson has Clark Kent appear um, in, in Thor. Uh, and they do the bit where he goes, is it? Nah, I mean, and it's freaking Clark Kent. You can yeah. tell it's Clark Kent, and they, they like doing that little. That's well, that's back when they could wink at each yeah, other. Yeah, when well, companies. that's back when they weren't such big companies, and the talent was going from one to the other. So yeah, everybody had worked at both. Yeah, but Although now did, uh, speaking of crossovers, mm-hmm. I just won an eBay auction for the second Batman Spider Man crossover, which was the which uh, was I believe both of them were written by Jan Dematis. The the Marvel version had Joker and Carnage and was drawn by Bagley, and the DC one, which I just got, was Kingpin and Rachel Ghoul, drawn by Graham Nolan. Yeah, I've got and, it. And uh, you wanted that one? Never be reprinted ever again. I've got it in a box somewhere. You should have just told me you wanted it. I, I went through all your boxes. I didn't see. It. I have it in there. I have all the all the the crossovers. They're just all scattered and. Yeah, well, judging by what when they did a uh, quick print run of JLA Avengers after George Perez died, and yeah. people were auctioning off tickets to buy it, yeah, we're not going to see a lot of reprints of Marvel DC. No, that is a that is a one time when I will tell you I don't think um, you're an evil person for torrenting it because I'm telling you, this baby uh, right yeah. here, the, from my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those where I sold the original issues to get that absolute. Well, and I have the originals too. I don't have the originals anymore because I have the absolute. Yeah, and it's funny. I, I saw my little brother over the uh, over this past weekend for our family Christmas get together, and I told him I had the originals, and he goes, he goes, oh well, can I have them? And I went, yeah, you can have them when I die. And he goes, and then hurry up and die, old man. <laughs> Like my baby brother's gonna get all my comics when I die. He can he can have them. So you know, then he'll deal with he can deal with all that other stuff. The because I'm not gonna care anymore because I'm gonna be dead anyway. Uh, and on that note, yeah, yeah. On that note, all right. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Tom. Uh, uh, looking towards the future. Um, of 2023 with the MCU review. Did I uh, give you a chance to say what you're hoping for? Oh, yeah, I was, I was saying I was hoping Guardians 3 was good. Yeah. Okay, kind of very kind of basic. Um, I hadn't thought about Daredevil. I was really into Daredevil on when the, the Netflix show. That was uh, something that my wife and I just really enjoyed. My wife is a big fan of uh, the Stardust movie with Charlie Cox. Mm. So uh, and just seeing was, the way they've reintroduced both Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox into Hawkeye and She-Hulk, yes, uh, and even more and, and No Way Home, yeah, and, and No yeah, Way Home, yeah, yeah, that it'll that it'll surpass the Netflix show, which because obviously Disney Plus has budgets that Netflix was not privy to. 
Yeah, and I'd be. I'm, I think I'm interested in seeing the quality of the fight choreography, is because that's something that I. That's something I pay attention to in movies. So it's something that I noted very specifically about the first John Wick movie, and I can tell when it's bad as well. And also Captain America: Winter Soldier, how you know how clean it is, how well they they shoot it. So Daredevil set a lot of the standard on Netflix for how to do good fight choreography, um, particularly with the hallway sequences. Uh, so I'm hoping some of that is able to continue. They got, a, you know, the, the whole one shot thing, I think by season three kind of jumped the shark a little bit, but they just need something as up to that quality. So I'm interested in seeing that coming back. Um, as far as any other, we're going to get more Loki and we're going to get more, uh, we're going to get uh, quantum mania. I, Side note, I am really curious as to what William Jackson Harper is doing in Quantumania because my my hope is that he's playing some variant of Reed Richards. That they do the the John at the minimum that they do the John ideally he's my Mr. Fantastic for the MCU. But just having them do what they did with John Krasinski. Also, we get Spider-Verse. We get don't we get another Spider-Verse? Yeah, we're getting yeah, we just had a trailer for it dropped this yeah. week. We're getting across the Spider Verse in June, same month we're getting Indiana Jones five. Alas, Across the Spider Verse is not an MCU film, though. No, no, but it did introduce the multiverse idea to a mainstream audience. So yes. I think without um, without Spider Verse, we don't have Loki and we don't have Multiverse of Madness. Technically, we had in Doctor Strange one that was fall. There, of there was a mention, and there's a mention in Far From Home about the six one six universe. But yeah. those could have been just throwaway Easter egg lines, you know, like like how we had the Infinity Gauntlet in Thor one. Yeah. Well, looking ahead to 2023, I'm of course looking forward to closing out the the phases that I cared about because <laughs> I've been struggling with. I'm going to be honest. Once Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans was were gone, it was it's been hard for me to really muster up the same amount of um of um uh I guess uh, interest uh, with the phases beyond that. I even told myself that you know what this is this is this the station on the train while I I step off at this stop and let the train go and maybe I'll get on again at some point down the line. We'll discuss how that's been, although I know um, there's a lot of criticism of the MCU now post-Endgame that people say it lacks a cohesiveness or whatever, or it doesn't seem as well-planned, when as we're looking back at phases one through four, uh, it was all over the place. So why, pe- why people think the first phases um, were executed better. There's a, there's a lot more retconning. Yeah. Than, than you think. The Tesseract wasn't supposed to be an Infinity Stone. Yeah. Oh. So, um, even though the storytelling has been a little bit more consistent with the MCU post-Endgame, it just hasn't gotten me involved. Uh, if anything, I'm, I'm grateful that the, the majority of it is on, a lot of it's on Disney+, Plus, and I don't have to go to a theater to watch it. In fact, I still haven't gone to the theater to see Wakanda Forever, and I'm going to wait for it to show up on Disney+, Plus 
probably in January, as they have already teased in the most recent ad about Disney Plus in 2023. I'm going to try to take my wife my wife still hasn't seen wakanda forever i'm gonna try to take her to we haven't been to a movie together and to it's been from the pandemic it's just like you know so well that's a shame that's a shame that you go to see wakanda forever without her or any of your friends that you were supposed to see it with you know Uh (laughs) uh-huh i'm not ganging up on that i had to take my kids to it (laughs) (laughs) so when it comes to Teasing somebody, ribbing somebody. There's my there's my little bullet in the chamber. Oh, believe me, my wife my wife made fun of me for doing just that last night. So <laughs> I'm starting to think we need Dave to smooth things over. I know Dave has to act as a buffer. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, he's too nice. He is. He is. All right. Oh, Dave, do you want an example of how nice Dave is? Dave went came by my house yesterday to pick up the. Uh, Hot chocolate packets and uh, the punch and the uh, the orja, and he brought me a uh, container full of snickerdoodle cookies with a eggnog glaze that were mm. just delicious. And Dave, oh, wow. when you're watching this, they are already less than 24 hours since you gave them to me. They are already gone. Wow. Well, I live in a house with uh, two kids who love dessert, so. They're <laughs> And we know, and we know, we can't lose you. So that had there was nothing in there that was going to do anything to you. So you know, we got to keep we got to keep Tom around. He's an asset. <laughs> but we already know if we want to knock you off, Snickerdoodle cookies. <laughs> he's a he's a lawyer. <laughs> oh well. Going forward into 2023, I'm also looking forward to some new segments that we'll be creating as well as uh, the many drinks that uh, Tom will be creating, not just for the MCU review, but also for our new Indiana Jones-themed podcast. Yes, we've been talking about it. I've already talked about it on the uh, Caffeinated Comics podcast if um, you have, if you are as big a fan of Indiana Jones as um, many of us are, you will definitely want to tune in. Um, coming in 2023, it is going to be called Top Men at Indiana Jones Podcast. We already have a Facebook page set up for it. We'll be streaming the show on Facebook Live, Twitch, and YouTube, just like we do uh, the MCU Review. So if you want to go to Facebook and search for Top Men and Indiana Jones Podcast, uh, please give us a like uh, and look for Top Men and Indiana Jones Podcast on YouTube uh, so you can give us a like and subscribe. Get a notification when the first episode goes up. We're going to be following the same format. Well, a couple tweaks here and there, but the same format as um, the MCU review. But I already booked our first guest for Top Men. I'm really excited uh, to have him on. Um, uh, I won't say who it is yet so as not to jinx it. Uh, but I am really excited to have him on. He's actually someone who has worked for Lucasfilm and, yes, was involved with Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. 
to an extent. So, um, so this is going to be fun. So again, top men and Indiana Jones podcast, Indiana Jones podcast. Uh, we will be starting uh, with Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, and do uh, one episode a month. We already have the drink that uh, Tom has created for the first show. In fact, you've already mapped out what the drinks are going to all, be. Yes, all four, I think, going up until all four from of the movies that have come out have already been mapped up and specced and um, based off of what we know about the upcoming fifth movie, I have an idea and I just kind of need to tweak it. So I also need to buy a bottle of Pisco. So yeah, so, so. it'll be fun, some fun stuff. It'll be some good things. The Hasbro announcement, we will have new toys. Yeah. And yes, maybe even by the time we record these, but we uh, Hasbro has announced that they are doing a six inch multi-articulated line like Star Wars Black and like Marvel Legends uh, of all five films. So, and uh, I'm going to get all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 know, I was just thinking about that too. I was like, oh, I don't know what I can do. I got no, no, whatever. We've, you've berated me enough for having a house and yet not enough space for all my stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Lehman. Thank you, Susan. Uh, thank you, P.L. Myers. Thank you, Sally. Thank you, everyone who's been watching on the Facebook, Twitch, and Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube pages. Whether you've been watching us live or you're watching this show as part of our video archive, we really do appreciate you checking us out. Please, wherever you find us, make sure you give us a like, give us a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe, at, uh, click for those notifications so you know when the next episode is going to go up. Also, feel free to write to us or comment. I do read all comments. Uh, if you ever want to let us know how you think and you couldn't watch a show live, you know, um, I do get alerts even afterwards. And do I have it here? No. Anyway, um, Going forward into 2023, we will have uh, more shows. And that's now we're going to be incorporating the shows on Disney Plus as well. So it'll be the movies and the shows on Disney Plus, where we hope to have even more guests. Um, hopefully, even some folks who were involved with the production of said shows. Uh, so, well, fingers crossed um, this will work out. And the more folks support us, the more subscribers we get. Um, the more juice we can have to book those those particular guests. Lehman, thank you. Uh, everyone, you guys are awesome. You're great fans. Thank you for your support every time. So before we go, uh, one last time around the horn on our socials, Tom, where can people find you? You can find uh, Santa's powerful flamethrower and all the drinks from every episode of the show that I've been on going back to Thor the Dark World at R-E-V-U Cocktails, spelled the usual way, on the Instagram app, including a bunch of classic uh, and tiki cocktails that if I decide to make one one night, I'll throw that on there too. And I'll probably throw, we just decided that uh, John's clarified milk punch is going to be, what did, we just said it was going to be the Captain American First Avenger. Sure, one. we didn't do the one. <laughs> what did we, we had a name Got for it. He's vibe to it. Yeah. So 
we're going to throw that one on there too and just call that our first Avenger cocktail. Uh, so I'll get a picture of that up in the next couple of days or something like that. And John? Uh, you can follow the podcast. If you're watching this on video, you can hear the audio feed on Caffeinated Comics, but we do an episode every week. As we mentioned before, this week, Ellie and I, Ellie and I discussed Black Adam, which we had a lot to talk about there. But we it also led into this conversation because we talked about how James Gunn taking over the DC movie invalidates or validates this movie. Uh, and you can find Caffeinated Comics wherever you get comic, uh, podcasts uh, from Stitcher to Amazon to Apple Podcasts. Uh, and uh, we are a proud part of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, um, who Ellie and I have been working with for a long, long time. And you can also find me at Not On My Book on Instagram, which is mostly pictures of toys and will definitely be pictures of Indiana Jones toys the moment they're released from any distributor. <laughs> uh, those babies will be going on the top men in the podcast uh, Instagram as well. And one is a target exclusive. So it's going to be a pain in the ass. Uh, the, uh, is that the, uh, the tuxedo one? Is Temple of doom, Indiana Jones tuxedo. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one's a must have that one. I will definitely have, I was going through all my stuff and looking at what I've got so far. And that was the one I'm really missing. So plus I'm going through my props. If anyone's got a line on a decent, uh, grail diary replica, um, let me know. I've, I'm, I've, I'm suddenly got a hankering for a Grail diary replica to go next to my Holy Grail. I have a six scale one. Yeah, I know the little boo boo one. Yeah, yeah, the little um, one that fits in the yeah shop. in a hand. I want the. I see a lot of them are producing them now, but um, uh, I don't know. Oh well. And I am Elliot Serrato. You can find me across all social media platforms with my name with at uh, Elliot Serrato two L's two T's and two R's. This, uh, this has been a great year, guys. Thank you so much. I want to give say, I haven't said it already. Thank you, John. Thank you, Tom. Dave, too, who's not here. Uh, thank you guys for saying, hey, you want to be a part of this show. When I threw the idea out, uh, you guys were all happily on board. John uh, gladly makes this podcast a part of his own, um, his own show. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you to everyone who watches. Have a happy and safe holiday season. We hope you all had a great 2022 and looking forward to 2023. Folks, we're going to walk in slow. Don't touch anything. No sudden movements. We don't want to startle it and have it like, you know, come after us. So just respect it. And we'll be fine. <laughs> it's going to be like a new cat. We're going to keep it in the bathroom for a week. <laughs> when it's ready to explore the hallway, it'll, we'll, it'll come out. We got to do, we got to ease, ease 2023 <laughs> into things. All right. That's a great analogy. <laughs> Good night, everyone.